Hello, welcome again to Backyard Catch. Um, this is your host, Nick Roby, and I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Barrett Black. How's Hello, it going? Dear. Hello. Hey. Thanks for being on. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, man. Glad to be here with you. Yeah. So that'd be fun to have Barrett on. He and I um, live here in Greenville together and have enjoyed getting to know each other more. And Barrett is also a huge college football fan, and especially with the season starting to ramp up, we wanted to do talk all things college football. Um, but what's also fun is, as you may have heard before, I'm a huge Clemson fan. Bear is a huge Alabama fan. Roll Tide. So, so the fact that we can be even in the same room is a feat among itself. For sure. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I want to have Barrett on. So Barrett, before we get into some college football things, I just wanted to give you the opportunity. So what... What has kind of drawn you to sports like growing up? Like, what are some things you loved about it? Teams you grew up rooting for? Just what like made you excited about wanting to to be in sports? Yeah, man. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Um, I think that in general, being from Alabama, I grew up in North Central Alabama. Um, obviously, when I was growing up, all you hear about around was Bear Bryant. Everything is Bear Bryant and, you know, really the glory days of the Crimson Tide. And when I was five, we won the national championship with Gene Stallings in 1992. Right. Um, so obviously that was just like a, a revitalization. I mean, mm-hmm. before that, the last one we had won was 1979 and then the bear had died in the early 80s. Um I was born in 87, and so there was still kind of that living in the Bear Bryant days. Um, Then Gene Stalling comes in, brings us to Mm -hmm. a national championship, um, and it was just like all you ever heard about Alabama football. You know, my parents were dressing me in, you know, the little kit you buy that has the helmet um, and everything. uh It's like the little little football kit. So had one of those. How many of the Bear Bryant hats were did you see growing up? Honestly, the Bear Bryant hats they weren't like a big thing. It wasn't a thing until later. The early 2000s is kind of when that whole houndstooth uh, thing came in and everybody really started wearing that and commercializing it everywhere, you know. But before that, you would see them, but it was a rarity. It was more like um, you would see them in the Bear Bryant Museum and you knew that that was related to Bear Bryant, but you didn't know people around that had houndstooth hats. That's so you know? interesting. It's like the longer it's been, the, the nostalgia is like exactly. built it up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and eventually even uh, when I was in colleges, when they put up the statues of all the coaches that had won national championships at, at the university, mm. and then it was just like ratcheted up a little bit more with sure. that, oh, look at this nostalgia and all these winning coaches mm. and everything. So yeah, um, started playing football ball as soon as my mom would let me in the third grade and um, for me it was just about going out and having fun with my friends you know and so really my world was just like my friends and our sports I played baseball basketball and football Um, and then if I got to go to a a college football game um, then that was just like a whole nother level. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have tons of time or money or my parents didn't have tons of time or money. So I didn't get to go to a lot of games, but I still remember my first Alabama football game. We played um, Southern Miss um, at the at Legion Field, which is in Birmingham, Alabama. And we at that right. time we would play one football game a season at Legion Field, one home okay. game. Okay. And um, Tyler Watts was our quarterback. And mm-hmm. this was like maybe year 2000. And um, I think, uh, it was 
a pretty rough game. We got beat twenty-one to seven, I believe, is the final score by Southern Miss. By Southern like, Miss. can you Golden believe, Eagles? Yeah, can you believe that? Like, uh, we're getting beat by Southern Miss. That would be unheard of these days um, yeah. with Alabama. But that was that was pretty normal for that time frame. I mean, we would have good years. Like nineteen ninety-nine was an amazing year with right. Mike Debose as coach. Um, but then you would just like randomly lose to Southern Miss or Louisiana Lafayette or something like that. You know, mm. so. Um, it wasn't that big of a shock at that time, but heartbreaking nonetheless. For, well, sure. For yeah. a 13-year-old. Uh, that's a tough first game. It is, That's, that's, that's a tough first game. It is. Like, oh, man. That's, yeah. It, I, I try not to remember too much about it. Just blocking, um, just block out those. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so went to college at Alabama, and then my my love for Alabama football even grew. So my first year, uh, Shula was the coach when I when I started there, Mike mm-hmm. Shula that is. And um, first year we had an awesome year, ten and two season, um, kind of underachieved there at the end with losses to LSU and Auburn um, to end the season. That seemed kind of the way that things happen. Uh, lost again to Auburn in 2006 and 2007. So mm. by, by that time, it felt like we were losing to Auburn every year. We lost to them six or seven times in a row. You know? that, was that, and that was in the stretch where in the BCS where Auburn like went undefeated, but they didn't make the national championship Correct. game. Yeah, was in that 2004. Yeah. 2004, yeah. yeah. I remember um, that. They were pretty upset about that. So, yeah, that was when we were losing to Auburn every year. Um, but I was still so excited about Alabama football. It was just so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, game day came one time in 2007, which for us, that was a big deal at the time because we, we weren't having a great season. Yeah. Um, in 2006, we didn't have a great season. But uh, 2007, that was Saban's first year. Georgia came to town. Um, they had Matt Stafford. Mm. You know, it, it was a pretty big deal. And game day came. And, you know, it was just like – loving everything about football at that time and, and the fall and everything and then uh 2008 2009 kind of kicked off the dynasty uh, as you might say and since then it's just been like wow we're on the high side of of alabama football in my lifetime right know? i mean just thinking about from our two phases i mean like clemson's is similar i mean obviously alabama has had more uh, history yeah. of success, but Clemson yeah. similarly, like they won in 81. Sure, sure. But like had been good, but there was a stretch in the 90s when they weren't as good. And like in the 2000s, it was a stretch of like, man, going on the road at Boston College, yeah. trying to beat Matt Ryan at Boston College, yeah, yeah. going to Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, it, they were like, the, like the road game, we're like, okay, we're going to beat some big team and then we're going to lose to Maryland yeah. on the road. Yeah. And we'll be seven and five. For sure. But now, you know, now we've won two of the past three which is really cool, but to think about like the transition of what the national perception is, mm-hmm. where it's you just when you get used to. Like I still remember vividly getting beat by West Virginia in the Orange Bowl. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I remember watching up, that game. Get up seventy yeah. points, you know, yeah. and just thinking like, man, we can never get over the hump. Yeah. And so it's so cool to see now, but just even just thinking about in our lifetimes, just our fandom of like not all these like fans get to see the transition of a team to like get to win yeah and be on top for for, for this long too yeah so you want to know something really ironic so as my fandom was um being shaped throughout my Mm -hmm. uh you know uh before i was a teenager and whatnot um 
I, I loved Alabama. They were like always in my life, you know, because of my family and stuff. But mm-hmm. I also um, was a huge fan of Florida State, who was awesome at that time. Remember, mm-hmm. and Bobby Bowden. Um, he's from Al, or he's he's has a history in mm-hmm. Alabama, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved, you know, everything about Florida State at that time. I think it started because I got a football card of work done when uh, you know early nineties, yeah. um, and. I was just like, oh, man, work done is so awesome and, you know, started following Florida State a little bit. Um, so, you know, I had a, a little bit of uh, some ACC love back at that time. There you go. I mean, um, it's all connected. And then randomly, I found a Clemson hat uh, on the side of the road in Alabama, in my small town of mm. Bluntsville, Alabama. Somebody had lost a Clemson hat on the side of the road. Um, and I thought it was a pretty cool looking hat. You know, it's a pretty cool colors, orange and purplish. I think it was more bluish at that time. It used time. to be blue. Yeah, yeah. So, so orange and blue hat I thought was pretty cool. Took it back to the house, got it cleaned up. Cleaned up. And I found a picture the other day of me wearing a Clemson hat as like an 11-year-old. That's amazing. Um, how ironic, you know, that uh, I didn't even know where Clemson was at that time. Yeah, I mean. T- to be honest, when we played Clemson in 2008, um, in oh, Atlanta, the yeah, yeah, in, in the Chick Fil A kickoff, I, I went like, to that game, yeah. and I think that it wasn't until we played y'all in that game that I had ever thought about where Clemson actually is. You know, I didn't Not, know before then, right? Because most most schools, it makes sense. Like Alabama's in Alabama, of course. you know, and even. I mean, I, I took a while for me to know where Auburn was, too. Of course. You yeah, know, just the same way with Auburn. Because yeah. if it's not in the name, then yeah. you don't think about it. Yeah, like Vanderbilt. I mean, if you don't know Vanderbilt's in Tennessee, maybe people wouldn't know where it is. You right, know, I don't know. right. I mean, um, so it's it's interesting. Yeah, it, it's crazy how much the two go together because obviously, like, Dabo Sweeney went to Alabama, yeah. played under Gene Stallings, yeah. was a coach there first, then went to Clemson. Um, fun fact, too, is I also, when I was applying for colleges – the three schools that I – I only applied to a couple schools. The three schools I applied to is I went to Clemson mm-hmm. and then Alabama and Auburn. Wow. Were the three. Wow. And I was speaking between I, – I, if I'm being honest, I probably would have gone to Auburn if I didn't of go. Of course. Yeah. Just because it was the, – the feel of the school was more of what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. But it was just interesting. Like, those are the three that I was picking yeah. between. Yeah. And the, the ties between Auburn and Clemson, I think there are some – I think the designer of the university – They designed – yeah, the, was the, the same person. The right? same person. Yeah. yeah, and even the colors were the same for a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the reason why they changed it to purple because it used to be orange and blue. Yeah, so they basically used to have similar colors. Exactly. And so they made purple the secondary color to kind of stand out a little bit. And you guys had that main building on campus. What's y'all's Tillman? Called? Yeah, Tillman yeah. is very similar, very similar to like to a Sanford Hall or, or something on Auburn. On campus. Auburn's campus, yeah. the, the campuses are very similar. They are. Um, if you want to get somebody under. Auburn skin, you just say, oh, it's like Clemson's campus with without a lake. Yeah. It's a joke used to say. Yeah. They don't like that. Yeah. But it, it, it is a great campus. Um, but yeah, so it's just the, the ties that are also, and oh, even thinking about like with Bobby Bowden, his, his son coached for us for a long time. Of course. Growing up. Danny Ford had some sort of, didn't he have some sort of tie to Alabama? Uh, I forget. Um, so sorry, the Clemson fans, if there is one. Um, some of the stuff that comes to mind, other stuff I don't know as much. Yeah. But it's just when you think about all this stuff, it's like more similar than you think. Yeah. You know? And so, but that's cool. Thanks for sharing Yeah, that. no problem. Yeah. So, anyway, we thought it would be fun to, to have each other on just to hear from these two perspectives. I feel like, I mean, Clemson, Alabama, I mean, that the 2008 matchup was the first real matchup 
I mean, I think they've played before, but that was the first like big matchup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And until we played y'all in the 2015 national championship, we hadn't really played a big game since then. Mm-hmm. And so we've had the four back and forth yeah. and to see how even it's been. Yes. It was really cool. For sure. You know? Um, so, cause that first one was really heartbreaking. I mean, it was so cool to be there, yeah. but to lose on a final you know, yeah. be down one possession and be like, man, I don't know if we're going to get back here. Of course. I mean, I we, remember thinking that. I think we will. Yeah. I think we, uh, like, it's like, okay, I think we will, but we, you just don't know. You never know. Especially when you have to reload. We had to reload a lot on yep. defense. Um, but then to go back and win the next year. Exactly. Like, this is amazing. And yeah. then, and then we lost, I mean, and then we lost in the Sugar Bowl, obviously, which, which that ended up being a close game too. And then obviously Clemson wins last year. So, it's it's as interesting like you've had Alabama be the dominant team for this long stretch of time mm-hmm. in college football that hasn't it, it's harder to do I'd say sure. it's one of the harder sports to do that and then Clemson's kind of because they've become this like two tiered team yeah so it's fun to think about just from these perspectives it's like you can honestly take bets of like okay who's going to win Clemson Alabama or the field yes exactly and that's what you hear on national media. Mm-hmm. Every week uh, leading up to the season, that's what everybody's talking about. And it's almost, you know, you heard for the past couple years about Bama fatigue or SEC fatigue. Um, outside of Clemson and Alabama fan bases, it's almost like you're starting to hear a Clemson, Alabama Oh, I hear fatigue, it. Yeah, I hear know? it too. Yeah. Um, but then you have some people who are saying like, no, this is what's best for the sport. The two best programs like going at it. And until somebody unseats them and says like, no, I'm one of the big boys now, then this is what's best for the sport. Um, but I can see, obviously, for Clemson and Alabama fan bases, we are just loving it, you know? Uh, but yeah. outside of that, I can see how other fan bases are getting annoyed. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things, like, I'm happy to see, like, parity in the sport. Yes. But honestly, when other teams have gone up, Ohio State, the yeah. past few years, they've been up there, and I would sure. say, like, they're a team where I'm like, okay, like, if they're playing us, they can bring it, but they haven't been as good recently yes. to make it there. But other than that, I mean, Georgia's been close, yes. but they can't finish right the deal. The yeah. And I think they're going to be there. Um, but it's honestly, one of the, and, until somebody else proves that they're on that next level, yeah. then it, it's just that's kind of the way it goes. Um, so it'll be interesting. Because I, I know that's the huge thing right now is like, do you switch from a four-team playoff to an eight-team playoff? Yes. And that's what and that's what I dove into earlier this year of like what would have it looked like, yes. you know. Um, but then it's like you get to a point. I like the, I like the idea of an eighteen playoff because if we put the two on on the pedestal, it's fun to have a playoff. Yes, I think it's the I think it's the better system when you have these good teams because a lot of times there's like three or four teams you could argue really deserve to be in the game. Yes, or and, and it's almost like this pageant feel of like we don't get to play everybody. You ha- you're, you're putting up your resume, mm-hmm. and until they play somebody on that same level, you don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. You're trying to compare these two different schedules in two different parts of the country. And so with a 14 playoff, you get more of that feel of, okay, we're going to get between one of these four teams, you're going to have the best team of course, come yeah. out. You yeah. know, um, like Alabama, like if they lose a game. Where they where they they lost a game they didn't they lock when they won against Georgia mm-hmm. they were the four seed yes but even still like I mean they're they were a really good team that yeah, year and they deserved to win and in fourteen it was the same way with Ohio State being the four seed they beat Alabama in mm-hmm. the first game and then they went on to win it you know they right. were the best team they were the best team so 
that's the part I like. Yeah. But the, also the part I don't like is you have four spots for a five power conference. Yes. System. Yeah. Just the two don't fit together. Yeah. That's and then of course true. then you also have Notre Dame who yeah. gets to be their own thing, but it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. With that. But then also you would argue is like, but the Pac-12 hasn't been as good. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, they don't deserve. So it, it kind of balances out. But eighteen would be fun, and then it would be fun to see like a UCF. Yes. Get a shot. Totally agree. I think it's it'd be good for the sport. So mm-hmm. honestly, I see it going to eight just for also for the money's sake too. Of course. Uh, past my opinion is if eight would be the the farthest you go. Yeah. You don't go farther than that. But I think eight could be fun. It's going to stay four for. A bit. A while, yeah. But I think, I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I agree. Um, I've heard many different opinions. And honestly, um, there's been different arguments that have swayed my opinion. Um, I think that I've been on that eight-team playoff uh, thing for, you know, the past year at least, um, especially after this this past um, playoff, like, UCF being left out for the set kind of the second year in a row, I was kind of like, oh man, it would be good if they got a shot, you know. But then they did get, I mean, they got pretty handily beat by LSU in their in their bowl game, I believe, right? Right, so, and they, yeah, they had lost their quarterback too. That's true, which yeah, makes a big difference. Tough. But tough. and so obviously, like they're not. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. Like, do you invite them to the party? But at the same time, though, it's like, at what point? We're talking about the national cha- trying to def- define a national champion, and in college football, you're really talking about maybe five yeah. teams or six teams that have a legitimate shot yeah. at it every year. Not that other teams don't, but we're we're talking that kind of a number. So, and at the same, so um, I've said that, and then there'll be somebody who will make a wonderful argument that no, like four teams is what makes sense, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know what? They're right, four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough for me to say because I. I haven't played college football and, you know, I'm not out there getting crushed every week to say, like, what would it mean to add another week? Or maybe what is the money side of it if we were to say, like, well, the conference championships are, like, the first the first week or something like that. You right. Know? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say from my side. So I, I guess I'm going to rely on the experts. Um, but as a fan, I would love to see an 18 playoff. I think yeah. that would be fun. I mean... And the thing is, too, that's what – so I've heard arguments, too, of, like, they're still trying to figure out how do you fit college cha- – like, the conference championship game within this system. And it yeah. doesn't always work. Yeah. Because you could argue that, like, in the SEC the past couple of years, like, last year Georgia was a great team. Mm-hmm. But because they lost, mm-hmm. they got kicked out. Yeah. But then two years ago before, uh, they, they, they lost, but they were still in. Yeah. Or was Alabama lost? But Alabama lost. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Um, and the thing is, and that's what I was thinking about college football or football in general, because the NFL is the same way. Is so different than the other sports where they play multiple games for a round of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, college and uh, football and NFL. It's like you can rise to the occasion in one game. I mean, think about the fourth and twenty-six game. Um, Georgia was killing Alabama in that mm-hmm. first half, you know, and then Tua comes in in that second half, and it's just like they rise to the occasion and, and come back and win. Mm-hmm. It's like win. one half of football well, it can change can everything. totally change yeah. everything. Yeah, and, you know, and I think so. Trying to to trying to keep the value on the regular season, yeah, but still put value on like the, the teams that make it. And yeah, so it, it's an interesting. 
I could argue that you could just switch it to an 11 game regular season. Yeah. Um, cause, and take away one of the cupcake games that teams play. Yeah. I totally you know, agree. like just take totally away one agree. of them. And yeah. I know, I know it's a money thing. Yeah, it is. That was my thought is if you went to an 18 playoff, what you do is you take away one of those games and make the first round game a home game. Oh yeah. yeah for that. Idea. You don't have to figure out another system. Cause like those stadiums are going to be open. Yeah. Unless they're high school championships, which you can figure out how to work that. Like for that's sure. like, that wouldn't be a problem. So there's things like that you can in- incentivize it, but so it'll be interesting to see. But also, of course, from our team's perspectives, we love the system that's yeah, right now. Yeah. You only have to play two more games, and we're always in the conversation. Yeah. So it's like you don't want like when they've asked both Nick Saban and Davos Sweeney, they're like, "No, why would we switch the system?" Because exactly. it's been working great for them. I mean, exactly. they don't. Yeah, and I think it's just, especially from the fans' perspective, who who want to see, like, oh, let's see what UCF would do if they got in there. Or, you know, let's see what would have happened this past year if Georgia got yet another shot at Alabama after kind of uh, letting that one slip through their hands in the SEC championship game, you know? So, mm-hmm. from the fans, we want to see some invigorating yeah. stuff happen. Like yeah. That. So, there you go. So, I think that's the... The big one this year, like you could argue, I mean, Alabama, Clemson are the top ones to look at this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts mm. as a quarterback. Can't wait to see that. That'll be interesting to see how they do and reload with that. I mean, they just keep churning out quarterbacks. So I think Crazy. I think they're going to fit the offense for him. Um, that'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see um, Justin Fields at Ohio State yep. and that one and Ryan Day and how they play. Um, other ones, Texas has been a, a hot team, yep. a hot team to talk about. Yeah, we'll see if they can pull it to pull it together. Georgia, obviously, yeah, it, this could be the year that they finally go over the top. Florida's been rising. Yeah, um, Miami's the super dark horse. Where if Tate Martell becomes actually the quarterback that he was projected to be, yeah, and they could be a, they could be a factor too. Yeah, you know, it just there's so many different stories, which is kind of which is why. There's a show every week yeah. before games. For sure. <laughs> no, they get to talk about all this stuff. But um, so as an Alabama fan going into this year, what are some things that you're kind of like looking for from a team perspective? Maybe like some different play like different positions that you're looking for excited about or looking for like, okay, we need to, to yeah. make sure we improve this, and then like maybe some big games that you're be looking forward to be like okay this is the this is these are the key games on the schedule for us right for now. sure um obviously i'm sure you've heard everyone talking about it schedule wise i mean alabama has a pretty weak schedule this year right it's just that happens to be how it falls sometimes um but our out of conference game to start the season being duke this year where it's mm-hmm. been maybe some tougher teams uh, in the past years, and um, I mean, we've got, of course, the the cupcake games: New Mexico State, Southern Miss, uh, Western Carolina, uh, and then we get uh, LSU at home this year and Tennessee at home. So those are kind of falling in our favor. Um, 
but then we we still have tough road games at A&M and Auburn. So a lot of people have been saying this year, like, hey, if Alabama loses one game, no chance that they make it to the playoff. You know, even if it's they go undefeated in the season and lose in the SEC championship game, which happened to Georgia last year, um, mm-hmm. there's there's no chance they make it to the playoffs. Obviously, it depends on what happens to everyone else around. But I would, I would say if they went undefeated and lose to Georgia. I, th- I think they could still get in. You think so? Well, yeah. the, the thing with Georgia is they lost bad on the road at LSU last year, too. Oh, yeah. So that was their yeah. second loss. Oh, okay, loss, that's right. Which that's that, right. I think the, the second loss makes it key. Oh, for sure. Two losses, there's no way you're but making it. But it is hard. Like, it's, it's hard to not um, make it in. But, yeah, so this is lose. probably the weakest um, out-of-conference schedule in a few years for Alabama, you know. So that's going to definitely be um, a hurting thing. Uh, but then – Schedule-wise, we go on the road to South Carolina this year. We all know what happened last time mm-hmm. Alabama went on the road to South Carolina yes, in 2010. Um, I was at that game. It was absolutely brutal. Like yeah. we were ranked number one, undefeated, fifth game of the season, or something like that. Yeah. Riding pretty high, you know. We just coming off a national championship in 2009. Yeah, it was a, like, a big deal. Yeah, thinking like, what is this going to be with Nick Saban? You know, this is going to be great. And then they just absolutely came out and smashed us in the mouth. It oh, was it was shocking. I still hear about this game all the time. It was shocking. I mean, we had uh, that was when we had Julio Jones, Mark Ingram. I mean, we had a star-studded offense, uh, and they just came out and beat the Dookie out of us. You know, yeah, it was I mean, crazy. Yeah, um, the, the, in 2010, yeah, I mean, South Carolina had some strong. I mean, that was we were in the stretch where we were losing to South Carolina. Exactly. They had they had a few. Stephen Garcia at quarterback. Stephen Garcia, um, Alshon Jeffries at wide receiver which he was he was a stud mm-hmm. right not um, me still playing Stephen Gilmore as a or is it Stephen 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 Gilmore or I, Stefan I'm not uh, yeah Gilmore. I don't know how you pronounce yeah but <laughs> he was, uh, they have some secondary like, he was good they have some NFL players for sure so that's I mean that's a key game I mean obviously I think that team I think that team was better than this team's gonna be for sure but it's always tough to go on the road especially when you're not used to playing in a certain environment um, and you, I mean you got Will Muschamp who's kind of like man I need to win a big game you know, uh, in order mm-hmm. to keep my job. You got Jake Bentley, who's like, hey, I'm a senior here. I really haven't lived up to anything big yet that maybe yeah. I was projected to. So he's going to be hungry. Um, I think they lost Debo Samuel, right? Yeah, uh, he's gone. Yeah, yeah thank, he's gone. Thank goodness, right? He's a because senior, yeah. he was a game-changing type player, and he's just not someone you ever want to play against no, necessarily. No, so that so, – but if you look at this, they only play – they only have four road games. Wow. yeah. Yeah. And they have four true road games. I mean, the Duke game is, is a neutral site. Correct. But and Alabama tends to play in the neutral site game every year. Yeah, so they do open we, it. We, yeah. we do normally only have four true road games. Yeah. So I think that's the big, the key ones. If I was looking at the schedule, I mean, looking at the schedule, I would say if I was going to rank these of like just the toughest games, or most opportunity for Alabama just to slip up, I would say if Texas A&M is playing like they are capable of playing, sure. and they start off the season strong. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a big one for Clemson too. Clemson yep. has them at home. Texas yep. A&M get they get they have a tough schedule. Yeah, then I think they, South Carolina, right? And South, South Carolina and Georgia, I think too. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, and then obviously Auburn is a big one. Always, you just oh. never know. It's you a rivalry know. game. It's yeah. just how it goes. I mean, even Clemson, they win last year, but they gave up thirty-five points to South Carolina. Yeah, it's just it's. You just throw Dude, records out the window. In my lifetime, 
there have just been some utterly shocking Alabama-Auburn games. When we, uh, in 2010, I went to the Alabama-Auburn game at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Auburn comes in with Cam Newton um, undefeated. We're looking for a chance to, you know, destroy their BCS national championship right, hopes. Right. We're up 24 to nothing. Yeah, right, yeah. or maybe it was twenty four to three. I looked at my friend David, who was with me, and I was just like, "Guys, it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough." Cam Newton is the type of player oh, that, that can, year. Yeah. Oh my, you, you just didn't. I mean, you needed to be up by forty points. It's like when we were uh, crushing Oklahoma with Kyler Murray this past year in the playoff. You're up by twenty eight points. And you're like, it's not enough. Kyler he, Murray he can, can come, do that. He, he can, can come, come back. back. Yeah, and he it's, started to. You know, I but think, in 2010 against uh, Auburn, that was the same way. And it's like that every year. You he, just never know. He might have been the most dominating opposing player that I've seen yeah. in a season. Sure. Like, I mean, because Clemson played him, too. He was still getting used to the offense. But, like, just seeing one player for one year, it was crazy. Yes. Like, just just flying through people exactly. in the SEC. Yes. Um, Truly like Superman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Auburn is always a tough game, and it's at Auburn, which is always a tough place to play at right. Jordan-Hare Stadium. So, And then everybody's saying LSU, you know, LSU, they're ranked top 10 this year. They're coming to Alabama, which is good for us. But I still – I just don't know at quarterback, man. Like, Here's the thing. It's – for LSU, they have a strong defense, but it's just – it. If, as the saying goes, same church, different pew. Yeah. It's like – meaning like it's – same team, different year. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, offensively, just don't know. Yeah. And honestly, it's like Alabama just knows, okay, they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, they have a strong defense, but we have to put up 20-something on, on points and just really lock them down on defense. Exactly. And they've had these tools, but they've never been able to like fully recently get that all together. So LSU, yeah, they could be good um, with that. I know they – I think they brought in a new quarterback, but we'll see. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Um, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's the ones that I'm thinking about. LSU, Auburn, mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Okay. Okay. What about Clemson? What Let's Clemson. Let's see. I'm, I'm just replaying up their schedule. Um, our opening night is Georgia Tech. Yeah. The opening night of the ACC Network. On Thursday. <laughs> right. Competing with um, – Competing with the um, SEC network. Yeah. I've laughed with some other people. They're like, are you sure we get the ACC network? Because I, I have the extra one, but I'm just like, are we sure we have this? <laughs> Georgia Tech for us was always that game growing up, too. It was a purple out game. Yep. We always wear purple. We don't do it anymore. I like that. But um, they were always a tough place to play. You're like, man, I mean, I'm so glad we have to play the option anymore. Yeah. For Because Georgia Tech was our, like, Cross divisional rival. Yeah. You have to play them every year. So you have to play the option every year. Yeah. And it's just such a different offense. So For I'm sure. so glad we don't have to play that anymore. I mean, yeah. we, we had it. Brent Venables, our defensive coordinator, had it. I feel like on lockdown, be able to, to show them how to, to defeat it. But wait, just, so did they, ch- they've changed from they, the option well, offense? Yeah, because they let um, Paul, Paul Johnson, Johnson. Um, he was, he, was retired, but it was one of those like he retired, but it was like a mutual. Really? Was, yeah. So and then they brought in uh, Jeff Collins from Temple, I believe. Wow. So they're gonna be in a rebuilding mode for the next couple of years because so they have this to, happened at the end of last season. End of last season. Wow, I didn't yeah. Even so, know that. See, that's how uh, far from the ACC following every day that I. Well, am. sure, and it's just it's it's what you're focused on. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. It, it, you kind of tend to, like as a fan of when you're a fan of a, a big school, you tend to follow the, the schools that you end up playing every year. Exactly. Yeah. So you just so, but yeah, they're changing their offense. It's probably gonna be more of a spread 
That's going to be shocking. I mean, I, I like my entire adult life. I've just thought of Georgia Tech as the triple option offense. Mm-hmm. You know? So actually, so one of the first big games was maybe what was it? Um, oh seven, oh eight. When was that? Um, we had one of our first college game days. We were both ranked in the top fifteen. Yeah, purple. It was CJ Fuller, CJ Spiller's. Um, freshman year we okay. had james davis and cj spiller yeah um and we had to play calvin johnson oh, in man. georgia tech calvin johnson he convinced calvin johnson to stay because that was the first year of paul johnson's uh switching to the triple option yeah and so but he convinced him to stay because and then they just made this it, there was a triple option and this big threat down the exactly. field exactly and we didn't we held him like no catches and it was this huge game and spiller has like two long touchdowns yeah and it was like one of our first big like Man, we, we beat this ranked team. Um, so we played them. So they're going to be rebuilding mode for a couple yeah. of years. But that's what they're kind of looking for. And then we play A&M at home, which that was a scare for us on the road last year. But granted, what was hard about last year is A&M, we just didn't have any tape on them. Of course. And, and there was the whole Kelly Bryant. And the Kelly Bryant yeah. and the, that little dance that they were trying to do. And now that it's Trevor's team, yes, I think it's a totally different offense. You have these yep. like weapons that are more used to it. I think we'll be... It'll, I think my prediction is Clemson will probably win by like two touchdowns. Is my you think guess. so? Yeah, I think it'll be like a we'll pull away. Of course. When you play a Jimbo Fisher-led team, he yeah. is, he's one of the best play callers I've seen. I don't love... Uh, always the culture he brings in, yeah. but he, he he's a great coach. Yeah. I mean, it, he just knows how to make the pieces he makes work. Mm-hmm. And so I think it could be a, it'll be a close game. So that first little stretch, and then for us at Syracuse, they're okay. going to be down, but we lost to them two years ago. Yeah, but they had Eric Dungy, mm-hmm. quarterback, who mm-hmm. was like, I mean, he was he was a stud, right? He yeah. was. A leader who could lead a team to beat a Clemson. No, he know? he's really good. And last year, and then when we lost two years ago, we had to go on a Friday night. Yeah, I remember. Which is just that's just a it was it, it was trying to get eyes on the ACC, which I get, but it just feels you're like, man, we had to we, we've had to do that, and we had to do Boston College a couple years ago too yeah. on the road on a Friday night up north. Yeah, it just was like, man, they're really trying to get eyeballs up here, which I get, but that's just tough. So I think if we get those. I think we'll get through those, but those will be those will be tough ones. Once we get through that, I think it'll be more of an uh, an easier slate for us because Florida State's down, Louisville's down. Those will be big ones, and then obviously having to go at South Carolina mm-hmm. this year will be tough. Sure, especially when it's like Jake Bentley's senior night. I don't. Whenever you go on the road for a rivalry game, it's just it's it's, it's gonna tough. be tough. Yeah. So I say those are probably our big. Th- so it's like a it's like a heavy front load. And then NC State's always a tough one on the road. Yeah. Oh, that that one's always a fun game. Yeah, but they're reloading too. Yeah. So it's it, there's a lot of it's it's I feel like for both Clemson and Alabama, it's a it's a year of like okay, focusing on like little details every week and being and not taking your opponent for granted. Yeah. Because any of these teams can really beat you. Sure. And they're, and they're and they're wanting, and they're going to take their best shot. Yeah, of course. From this position because it's like they're that's their it's the big circle game for them. Yeah. We play Clemson at home. We play Alabama at home. Like, that's a big game. Here's what's tough for me as a fan um, when it comes to y'all's schedule is, like, every year before the past couple years, you knew that the Clemson-Florida State game was going to be an awesome game, right? It was going to be a big deal. Right, it was a game. And now this year, it's like Florida State's projected to finish pretty low in your conference, which is shocking. Well, that's that's part of the thing is it it really dropped off the last couple years. They stopped recruiting. They didn't really have the offensive line play. 
they've missed on a couple quarterbacks. Um, and then with Jimbo Fisher leaving, they just had, you know, and yeah. then they've, and they're really having to just gut the program yeah. and start over. And so th- I think they will be up there. Florida State's too good of a history to not be back. Oh, of course. It just will yeah. take them a little bit, I think. Louisville, I think they got, they, they have a tough time recruiting yeah. sometimes. Like they get it, but then they'll be in a cycle. They'll probably be good in a, little, in a little bit, but it'll take them longer, I yeah. think. Um, when you look at these, I think, and that's why I say Miami, if Miami can hit and everything come together, they should be, they, they have the highest ceiling of all those other division teams. Mm-hmm. Virginia's projected to be the team, Virginia. which, is, which, so which, which is like surprising when you think about it, but they have probably the second best quarterback, Bryce Perkins. Yeah. He's a run. He's like a run first kind of quarterback. I would I would compare him to like a Nick Marshall. Okay. From wow. Auburn. Yeah. And Marshall was quicker, but yeah. it's that type of style of like lots of runs and with some like key passes. Yes. Yeah. That's that at least for me, that's where we haven't played them in a while. But that's what the that's the feeling he, he gets. So anyway, th- those those are some probably some key things. And that's the and that's the hard part with some of this is that you try as your best to schedule games in advance but then if your conference is down yeah you just you play with who's on your schedule course, and you just do yeah. the best you can yeah because but traditionally florida state was our big one mm-hmm. um nc state's a big one um and, our, and you schedule a&m far in advance yeah which is fun but clemson's got some fun ones coming up we play notre dame next year on nice. the road nice which that will be fun yes we, we scheduled a home and home again with georgia Home and home with LSU. Okay, so there's there's some ones. Whoa, like, when's the home and home with Georgia and LSU? I think it's like early twenties. Um, I'd have to look it up. I remember it was so funny because Alabama scheduled a home and home with Oklahoma, but it was for like twenty thirty or something like they that. Schedule them so far. And it, it was so funny. People were joking last year when that came out about how, what age they would be at that time. And so you know, someone my age, you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to be you know forty three years old at that time. You I know. know. So I know. It's, it's pretty funny how early out they have to mm-hmm. schedule those things. Yeah. So I'd say that's that's the biggest thing. And then it's. Uh, not wanting a letdown from the previous year because it, there's a lot of new. That's the big thing for Clemson. There's just a lot of new, especially on the defense. Mm-hmm. Like there's people who are have the capability of stepping up, but the defensive line's gonna be new. Luckily, Clemson has a lot of player. Like they try to play a lot of players mm-hmm. to give them experience to be able to step up. But I would say that's a big one. We switched uh, Darion Kendrick, who was a freshman wide receiver and returner. He has now become a start. He's projected as a starting quarterback, cornerback, because um, he's quick. And, and we've had a lot of receivers coming up. So there's people like that. Linebackers going to be a big position for us to look at. We had like Shaq Smith transfer to Maryland, which is a little shocking because he was going to get some more playing time. Yeah. So there's probably more there. But we've had a couple of transfers, which has been interesting. But I think projected wise, everything should kind of move up to where these guys get opportunities. But then again, it's just like you, you want those guys to move up. And sure. So you just don't know until they, until they play. Yeah. Um, just looking through, cause you would ask about, you know, what are you thinking about the team? How's your feeling about like the, the roster and stuff like that with Alabama? Um, there's a lot of questions out there this mm-hmm. year. I mean, think about the past two seasons We've played knowing that our second string quarterback was 
going to be a strong quarterback, whether it was um, to his freshman year when Jalen was the starter. Uh, we knew that we had a, a pretty solid freshman quarterback as a backup. And um, then last year, knowing that you have Jalen Hurts as a backup, who is a 26-2 and two as a starter, I mean, right. you always have this good feeling about who your backup yeah, like, is. Yeah, like, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um, now this year, we're going to have Tua, obviously. And then um, the backup is uh, Mac. See, is it it's Mac Jones? I think is um, yeah the backup, and then Paul Tyson is listed along with Talia as uh, the third string. So mm-hmm. you have two freshmen coming in with zero experience, although they're both projected to be you know pretty decent players. And then you have Mac, who you know didn't get a ton of snaps last season well, because I mean Jalen and Tua. It's were, hard to be in the third string behind exactly. those two guys. You know, um, I, I was at the Mississippi State game last year, and Mac got to go in, and Mississippi State had an NFL defensive line. Running at him yeah. last year, you know, uh, he felt pretty overwhelmed. It looked like at the moment, and so you just wonder, like, man, um, how's he going to perform this year? You know, uh, once he's in the backup role, so he'll be getting more mop-up duty stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. depending on to his health, you know, he he may have to go in in some pretty critical situations, and so. That'll be a big difference. Um, like we talked about a little earlier, the running back situation. I mean. Last year, you think about you had Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. I mean, three studs that you, you knew just keep, of. You just go and you load them and see who's the exactly. hot hand. Yeah. You could just like any any one of those guys were interchangeable in the games. And then Brian Robinson would come in, and uh, at the end of games, he would just be bowling ball, like mm-hmm. let's run out the clock, let's get him some, right. some uh, snaps. Mm-hmm. But this year, you've got Najee who has – He's your number one. He has the most experience. And then after that, I mean, it's kind of, yep, you got Brian Robinson who has cleanup snaps. Um, Then Trey Sanders, who's a freshman, uh, and honestly, Jerome Ford is listed as uh, third string. I I don't actually really know him. Um, much about him. So that's going to be totally different than the past years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're obviously solid at wide receiver. This is the best Alabama stretch has been at um, at wide receiver in my lifetime. You would say, um, you would say over like some different like, – I mean, you've had top – You've had like, We've had top wide receivers. You've like always across, had I mean, across, across the, board. the board. I mean, yeah. you've always had you had your Julio, um, you had your Amari Cooper, you had your um, Calvin Ridley, and even during that time, let's think about when Amari was there. Um, you still had some awesome supporting cast. Marquise Mays being one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you always you've always had good slot receivers to go mm-hmm. along with those big wideouts. But this core of receivers and the and how good they are. I mean, Jerry Judy is is your number one. I mean, he's he's a stud. He's going to he be a first third, round yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Um, but the other guys are so you know interchangeable Henry Ruggs Devontae Smith Jalen Waddle they're all killers uh, at wide receiver so this wide receiver core is going to be great then we obviously lost two huge uh, offensive linemen last year in Ross Pierce Baker and Jonah Williams they're going to be big holes to fill but I feel like our linemen on the defense and offensive side tend to reload and do a really good I job when they fill teams, in. yeah those those two especially like for both teams, like they just reload. I think that's the that's the reload. Exactly. You know, you just who's next? Exactly. Yeah. So um, on the defensive side, uh, I'm really interested to see what we look like in the secondary. I mean, um, we always have good backups there, but to be honest, we had two guys leave the program last year to go to the draft. To I wasn't expecting they would. Yeah. I think a lot of people were surprised, um, and then uh, they actually didn't get drafted until like. 
late rounds, if at all. I think one of them uh, didn't even get drafted. So we'll be we'll be interested to see how we look like in the um, in the secondary next year. Um, so those questions kind of make you feel like, okay, you know, what's the season going to feel like? It's going to be pretty different. You know, uh, we'll see how we do on defense, mm. especially. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think that is interesting. I think the defenses for both teams are the things that you're wanting to see of who's going to step up to be these top players mm-hmm. next year and um, to kind of see who stands out with that. Because I'm even looking, because offense is definitely, I would say, on paper, our stronger, for Clemson, our stronger position group. Yeah. You know, because you have, I mean, the hard part is, like, you do lose um, – you do lose like a Tavion Feaster, who is our backup running mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we have guys role, but it, it, it's some younger freshmen. Yeah. And to where before it was like, okay, Travis Etienne was the starter and he could take some more, but then Tavian could give him a breather and yep. give some good space. And then you have Lynn J. Dixon, who is more of our burner. So you have to bring him in when the defense is tired and he gets just to gash people. Yeah. And now yeah. he's gonna try to be the second. Position. But other than that, I mean, we have, you know, Justin Ross and T. Higgins, our starters, and yeah. Mario Rogers. He's he's hurt right now, but he should be back for most of the season at least. That's probably our big ones. But then secondaries is the bigger yeah. game. So if, if you're going to play Clemson Alabama again right now, I think it would be like a 48 to 35. Yeah, just you just, throw, it, throw it over the top. It really would be like, like the first game. It would yeah. just be like long touchdowns, just yeah. like – just high flying offense. Exactly. I think. Now the defense can make plays, but that's just the the strengths of the teams. Yeah. Right now. So yeah, there you go. I'm trying to think of other uh positions. Uh, our big one too, it, we lose Mitch Hyatt, who is a four year starter at left tackle. Mm-hmm. So Foster who literally started every game of his career. We have yeah. Jackson Carmen, who is supposed to come in. He's a he's a great tackle, but it's just different when you haven't played. Yeah, you know, especially really on offensive is. line when you're trying to protect the blind side. That's probably the big one on the offensive line. Xavier Thomas is supposed to be really good. I mean, he he was a great freshman, but as he moves up into that, and then linebacker is probably our most key position because we only have a few people listed to see. So it'll be fun to see, and it's fun to see like young guys get to step up and. And see how the the team kind of shakes out because every team has a different little feel to it. Which yeah, is, I think the fun part about the storyline of college football is it every team has its like own little story you kind of follow. Yeah, kind of see like okay, who's starting to play more? What's the feel of the team? Like yeah. what are the things they're focusing on, or how the play calling even changes? Yeah, for sure. Because um, it's fun to have these first big games, but then you kind of play a little bit safer. Um, Speaking of play calling, that's another thing about Alabama that. You know, we're uh, not as um, sure of this year. You know, we got Sarkeesian coming in again, uh, mm-hmm. right? So he was the he was the offensive coordinator for one game um, after Lane Kiffin left. Right. And then he had, he had been signed but decided to go to the Falcons. Now he's he's back. He's back, he's back as Man. offensive coordinator. His storyline um, is just like all sure, over the place. Yeah, he really yeah. is. West Coast to East Coast, man. West Coast to East Coast, yeah. Let's let's see how he does. I hope that it's one of those stories where you're like, man, he just turned out to be a great guy, uh, or I mean, a great coach. And then on the the defense side, you know, we got rid of last year. We had co-defensive coordinators, um, and then um, 
we we changed up this year. We're only going to have the one guy. I actually mm-hmm. can't even think of his name right now. But um, you know, we're, we'll see how the uh, the defense and offensive coordinating uh, goes this year. You know, we really have have lost out from guys like um, Jeremy Pruitt leaving a couple years ago, and uh, Kirby Smart, who was there for the longest tenured time mm-hmm. with Saban as a coordinator. Um, it, it was inevitable that he was going to go be a head coach. And when sure. Georgia, his alma mater, came calling, obviously, that's what he'd been waiting on. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense when you take that. But in recent years with such turnover at offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, um, it makes you kind of long for those days where you had a guy who was around for a long time, kind of like Brent Venables at Clemson. You're just like, man, I'm kind of jealous that he's been there for so long. You know, I'm, like, yeah, we're very lucky to have him. It, as an Alabama fan, you're yeah. like, man, I wish Brent Venables would go take a head coaching job somewhere. I know, you know? I know he's been like, offered. Honestly, it's just it's it's the he. One has kind of said that he enjoys. He just enjoys it right now. Yeah. It's not that he couldn't. He just his. His sons are now on the team. I know he didn't want to leave when they were playing of high school ball. Like the yeah. fact he gets to go watch him and be on this, like, be part of this great thing. He didn't. We Clemson's just been. I think it's been nice to have that consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, not have to worry about that as much. Yeah. I know there was some talk about uh, one of our offensive coordinators potentially leaving, but that's been a nice thing to have that consistently. And I think it, but also shows like how much people value like Alabama's coordinators that they go and pick them up to be coaches. Yeah. So I think it, both of them can work. It's just, they're different. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's different styles. And For so sure. that's been, it's interesting to see that the two styles both work, but just how, like how it kind of fixes itself out. Yeah. And this, uh, one thing that I haven't heard much media buzzer about is, you know, how the players react to these coaches, um, you know, how they feel around them. For instance, you always heard about how Jeremy Pruitt was a player's coach, for instance. Like, the players love Jeremy Pruitt. Same mm-hmm. thing with Mike Loxley last year on the offense, uh, offensive side. I mean, he's a player's coach, and the players loved him, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so with these new guys, Sarkeesian, and um, on the defense side, I just don't know – you know what does the players feel for them, and you know how do they, how do they job and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I think from an outsider's perspective, that's the th- that's the I think one of the biggest keys for Alabama is con- to consistently have a coordinator or two that the players feel like is their guy. Yeah, and it's not that Saban's not Saban's just feels more of like he's a business like, guy. He's, he's more the business CEO yeah. feeling of like like I love you, but I love you in the sense of like. I'm gonna make you better. I'm gonna be hard on you. Yeah. Like, or I'm gonna make you into the best player that you want to be. Like, you exactly. want to get to the NFL. I'm gonna show you how to get there. This sure. is the place for you to do it, and this is our system. Of course. Versus where Dabo's more of the, the like goofy dad exactly feeling. Yeah. It's just yeah. different, you know. Versus Dabo like he can like, be hard too, but it's just it's a it's a more of the yeah. I love you. Like he seems like outward. the guy that's yeah. like, hey man, you want to go to the trampoline park after practice? You know top guy Dabo mm-hmm. like obviously mm-hmm. they wouldn't go to trampoline park and tear all their ACLs but um, <laughs> that'd be probably like a bad bad group out <laughs> exactly exactly yeah no that he seems like that you get to see some cool videos of Saban taking guys out on his on his boat on the lake and yeah stuff too. Think, that, that's the fun stuff you like to see out of your coaching players you know mm-hmm. and I think it's there it's just it's more of the I think What's been fun is, is to see that it's that doesn't have to just be one style. Yeah. You know, because I know a lot of people were trying to emulate the Saban style because he had been winning for so long. Yeah. But if it's like not your personality, 
Like you don't need to do, you know, like I I think just fitting, it's the best way of leading these guys to become young men in society first, you know, because so if such a few percentage actually make the NFL and like do well, so you're really trying to teach them how to become young men and how to like grow through this for a game, but also how to do it in life. And so whether that's like through the, you know, the tough love style or versus like the, the kind of goofy, like we're going to have fun, but also like, we're going to be serious to, you know, I, I, whatever more the style is, I think that's, that's the big key. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and I mean, I, I have, I love the way that Dabo is with his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just, you can appreciate it from an outsider's perspective. Um, so, uh, I, I like that a lot, even being an Alabama fan and, Mm-hmm. You know, seeing we've got the Saban style. You guys have the um, the Dabo style. I've so appreciated how Dabo has developed his own. I mean, he's just his own person as a coach and yeah, um, as really a fan from that. middle school. Yeah. I really appreciate it as well. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of makes you think about like the Jim Harbaugh style of of what mm. things he does with his players. You know, you hear about in the off season how they go like overseas. Um, trips and stuff. I, I, I'm not in that world, obviously, being from the South, so I don't hear the buzz around um, Michigan or anything like that. But I wonder, you know, what their perspective is there of how he is with the players. Is, is he more of a Dabo type guy, or is he more of a business CEO Saban type guy? I would say he, he's probably a little bit of in the middle. But like, if you were gonna place the two, like Urban Meyer, who did just leave, he was probably more the Saban style. Yeah. And Harbaugh is more of the players coach type yeah, of feel, yeah. which works. But like, if you don't win, then it's like it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, um, and it doesn't matter. But I know because I also grew up a Michigan fan, and having it, it, until they actually they just need to beat Ohio State. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for them until yeah. they actually win and like win convincingly. You know, they yeah. prove that they're on the same level again. For sure. All that stuff's fun. That game last year was brutal. <laughs> Ohio State absolutely destroyed them. And I was, think, and, and it was from a couple of years ago when they lost on that fourth down yeah. in overtime. You know, like that's the that was the one I think that really hurt them. But it, they're always talked about as a big one. But they're one of those schools again. You're like, until they go up and prove it, you know, like you're going to keep the same people in there. So yeah. it'd be fun to see some different schools For in sure. there. But that's, yeah. So, but he's a fun one. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's, um, we're excited about this college football season. It's, it's starting to get that, that feel. Even this week has been the lower temperatures. Yeah. You're like, Man. oh yeah. It's like, you here smell we go. that fresh cut burnt grass, mm. right? That's what I was thinking about. You're in the South. The grass has been absolutely baked by the sun. It gets that fresh cut feeling and smell and mm-hmm. it makes me think of two days in high school you're like all right it's about to be football season you know we're about to get out there and there's get ready. something special about it yeah. and it's just hard to there's just something there's not anything else quite like it and it's just cool to see like how much it it's crazy how much it just becomes a part of your life just your every day yeah um just thinking about you know you hear like you smell grills going up. Oh yeah, you just get the feel of just it, that's the, that's one of my favorite parts of game days. It's just it's the atmosphere. Oh it's yeah, the the bands playing. It's the the smell of the field. Like for Clemson, it's like uh, orange is not a color you see 
naturally all the time. And then you would come up from, you just walk through all these trees and then you just come up over the hill and then you just see just a sea of orange. Oh yeah. And it's just, there's nothing quite like, I mean, I'm sure with Alabama it's similar, but just you, there's just nothing that's quite like a game day at home. I totally agree. It's different. It is. And, and not that the NFL is not fun, but it's, it's a different feeling of just like watching like your team that you've grown up watching and they're there because they're playing for their school. Yep. There's not, I still like the idea of them not having to play for money. Yeah, me too. I mean, me too. I know that's a hot topic. right now. I want them to get what they're worth, but I just, I like when money, I still would love for money not to be as, I mean, just there to be just a purity still to it. And I think that's the part that's really fun. When you've seen like dads showing their sons the game or all the different cheers or seeing the band being a part of it. Um, all the traditions. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, it seeing is. guys run down the hill for us or... Um, the Walk of Champions at Alabama, mm-hmm. which is yeah. become a tradition. Like, just, Tiger Walk. Yeah. There's just there's just something different about it. And I'm I'm excited. I mean, the more we talk about this, the more I'm just... I'm oh, ready, yeah. I'm ready for the season. We're under for a month sure. away. I, I saw the countdown earlier. 35 days till Alabama kicks off. I'm at 35 days. We're so close, you know? Yeah. So. It's super exciting. So there you go. Um, any any final thoughts, Barrett? You wanted to share with the people? Uh, no, I mean, there. I feel like there's so many topics we could talk about. Pe- players getting paid, etc. There's so many oh, there's things so many that are surrounding things. right now. The um, buzz topics, the hot takes, and stuff that we could talk about. Paul um, Feinbaum. Paul he, Feinbaum. He could be. A, he could be a whole show of himself. Exactly. Just from exactly. different perspectives. Yeah, man. Um, I'm just really excited for college football. I'm really excited to see if that Clemson Alabama narrative carries out this year. Um, who knows? We may end up being all surprised. You know. Clemson, Alabama could lose a game earlier. And uh, then we're talking about Texas, Oklahoma the whole year, you know. Um, I think definitely one of the biggest storylines I'm looking forward to this year, and I'm sure you can relate. We both have quarterbacks that have gone to different schools this year, and I know from uh, an Alabama fan's perspective, we want to see Jalen Hurts do really well. Um, Mm -hmm. We all love Jalen and uh, think that he's an awesome guy, so I'd love to see him do really well at Oklahoma. Not sure how Clemson fans feel about Kelly. I think the— Some fans are still upset. Yeah, and I, of course. And, and which makes sense. For me, personally, I would love to see him do—I I wish him doing well. Yeah. I get I get where he's coming from. Yeah. And honestly, it's like he wants to make the NFL. Exactly. And, which is understandable. Yeah. And, uh, and he's a good guy. His departure was a little bit different than Jalen's. It was, um, I think, it was a little bit more of a rash decision. Yeah. But for most fans I talk to, they really wish him the best. For and sure. I think they're going to be they're they're going to tune into Missouri, wish them to do well. If yeah. we played them, we want to kick their butt. Of course. But like you, you wish him the best. And like with Tavian too, like Feaster, don't love him to go to, if he wants to go to South, South Carolina. But you wish those guys well. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like there's for me there's not animosity. Because they're also college kids, yeah. you know, and you yeah. just want them to do well and want them to be successful. So it'll be it's fun to see those kind of storylines. Yeah, there's just so many of those those types of little things that'll be really interesting. Like the Heisman, I think will be really interesting too, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But so there you go. Well, Barrett, thanks so much for being. No, thanks on. for having me, Nick. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's so much stuff to talk about. So. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening and for tuning in. And remember, please share and subscribe the podcast. Let um, let your sports crazy fans know uh, about the podcast. Uh, share what you like, what you didn't like. Do you think it'll be another Alabama-Clemson matchup again in the national title? Do you think a different team 
will be up there. Do you think which who do you think has the better shot? Do you think Clemson can repeat? Do you think Alabama really will come back and get the revenge uh, tour on? So there's so many things to talk about. So thanks for tuning in. Um, but for now, we're signing off. <laughs>